0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of RealCom Live. We're going to do something a little different today. Uh, Instead of having our normal, phenomenal, extraordinary guests talk about all the uh, topics that are impacting the real estate industry as it relates to technology, um, we're going to talk a little bit about our upcoming conference. Uh, We've been planning it since January. There is so much going on. I'm sure you've got some of our uh, communications on it, but there's actually too much information i mean we'd have to send out 10 emails a day to tell you everything about uh, what's going on so we thought we would just bring on uh, my two other partners howard and lisa and we would chat about the conference informally uh tell you a little bit about what's going on um, because frankly there's a lot Uh, so with that why don't we bring on uh, lisa hey how are you today we are live we are live. We're and, and, and we have one more episode next week before we pack up and head to Scottsdale, of which the Real Calm live stage will actually be a stage on the exhibit floor, which we're going to talk a little bit. And we'll be bringing two and a half days, I think, of live programming um, to actually two days, okay. of live programming nonstop. Uh, and so instead of just a half hour a week, uh, next, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, um, the uh, second and third, there'll be non-stop programming, so you're going to be able to see lots of great things. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get started, if it's okay with the two of you, I'm going to just take the audience. I got a few slides. I'm going to take them through some of the basics, and then um, and feel free to jump in. We're going to we're going to leave us all on as I'm going through this. Uh, but I want to get through the first section quickly, and then uh, and then we can dive into the meat. Is that okay? Sure. All right. Sounds so. First of all, Realcom IBcon, 23rd year. Uh, I didn't have great hair when we, were st- when we started this. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's been a pretty phenomenal 23 years. Uh, November 2nd, 3rd, um, we chose Phoenix uh, Scottsdale area very specifically. Remember, we, uh, so we were doing this event, started planning in January. We had no idea what November would look like. Delta, up, down, vaccines. We didn't know where the world would be. So we intentionally planned for it to be smaller. Um, And we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. But we chose a resort, not a convention center or a hotel. We wanted someplace we could have a little bit more control of. uh, And we wanted it to be in a warm climate. uh, And we wanted it to be um, someplace where we could experiment with the uh, indoor-outdoor experience as it relates to an event. Because, P.S., malls, offices, mixed-use facilities, they're all going to have to deal with this stuff. Um, As you can see, it's a beautiful facility in our golf tournament this year uh, they don't have to get in a car or or a bus to get to the golf course it's right here and then um honing in this is going to be the area of the resort we're going to own if you will uh lisa give us a little uh update on, on what we're doing with these outdoor exhibitors i think people will find that interesting
1: yeah, for the first time ever, we've got um, some really unique uh, exhibit spaces, um, really experience spaces more than more than just booths. Um, we knew going in that uh, that we were going to have a smaller footprint. And so we've got three different types of exhibit space this year at the uh, at the conference. One is the traditional ballroom inside the ballroom where Real, where the Real Calm Live stage is and, um, and and where your traditional booths are set up. And then we've got foyer area, which you know we've had in the past. We've had uh, booths out in the foyer when when we were a little restricted on space, but this year we've got some really interesting outdoor spaces um, out on that terrace that you've that you've got in the shot, and um, some some you know great spaces to look out over the property, see the great golf course. Um, and a lot of these exhibitors are doing really interesting things inside their exhibit spaces. I know one, um, one exhibitor uh, is bringing in a margarita machine to, to, you know, to be able to serve margaritas, you know, during the afternoon. Um, another is, uh, is setting up a, a nice video wall, nice, comfortable lounge chairs and, you know, big umbrellas. And it's just going to be something really different and interesting and, um, and really creative to kind of get people to to you know into that kind of that casual environment and and really to sit and 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 have a have a conversation. Well, uh, and and in nice area,
0: is isn't this what everybody's telling the built environment they they want experiences a little yeah. more indoor even before COVID indoor outdoor right. um, and so instead of being you know, just having the option of being in that exhibit floor all day. Why not go out on the patio, look at the golf course, sit down with a client or prospect, have a good conversation in a more experiential environment. And so RealCom is always walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Right. And and so we said COVID. All right. Maybe let's use COVID as the excuse. But I think in the future, we're going to explore and experiment more and more with this kind of stuff.
1: I know it takes advantage of that nice fresh air and and goes into our theme of health and wellness. I think it I think it fits very nicely into into what we're. And I hear about. we
0: have an exhibitor kind of coming in from Australia, but not coming in from Australia. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, we do. We've got a virtual exhibitor that is sort of uh, sort of flipped on its head. So <laughs> instead of instead of the attendees coming in virtually and and having a virtual exhibitor on a a platform, on a virtual platform, we actually have um, one of our longstanding sponsors, uh, Bueno, that is unable to travel to the conference. But they've been a big sponsor of ours for the last couple of years, and they still wanted to, to to be a part of it and participate. So we're bringing them in as the exhibitor coming in virtually, and yeah. uh, and setting up a spot for them to be able to engage with our on-site attendees. And I just think that's that it's that's really cool. well.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, everybody says, "Yeah, we just want to get back to normal." I don't think we ever go back to normal. Yeah. Hybrid is here to stay. And, and, and we're and we're going to have a lot of conversations at the conference about, well, no, we're just going to go back to the old office. No, we're not. OK, we're going back to the old mall. No, we're not. So we've got four hybrid events under our belt. So we've learned a lot. And, and forget COVID. There will be times a vendor can't make it in from Australia what do they do they just send their booth right and if they and, and these booths are going to get better more engaging more interesting and how about this you've got your booth personnel at the show the head of a real estate company comes walking up he wants to spend 10 million dollars with you but he wants to talk to the ceo the ceo didn't happen to come to the show if you have these kind of accommodations in your booth you click a button and you this guy goes off to the side mm-hmm. And who's talking to? Oh, and P.S., now we need the director of IT or we need the head of programming. I mean, I, I predict there's going to be a whole new industry built on the concept of virtual experiences inside exhibit floor. All right. Uh, one more thing. Let's flip it around again. I hear people from the outside can come and visit with people on the exhibit floor. What's that all about?
1: Yeah, so we are setting it up for all of those folks that can't come to the conference this year and be in-person attendees so that they can still interact and engage and have some conversation with our exhibitors. So we're setting up a, a virtual portal or a virtual um, virtual platform of sorts so that they can come in and and actually click a button and engage with the with, with someone in the booth or someone even back in the office and, and make it really easy. You know, if somebody in the in the booth is is already engaged, already talking to somebody that's standing there and they're you know already tied up, then somebody in the office can pick up that call and uh, and they will be automatically connected to a team's meeting and they can have a conversation and talk and and, and really, you know have, outside opportunities, people that are not even there at the conference.
0: Well, and when people say hybrid virtual experiences, they, what they don't understand is there's about 100 items on the menu. And there's and oh, there's <laughs> all these different things you can do. And we've now got about 18, almost 24 months of experience now. And I'm telling you, it's just a kick trying to right. figure this stuff out. And, and everybody complained during COVID that you know the online conferences didn't work. And I agree. It was hard to get engagement. But that doesn't mean we should stop trying, okay? Because again, you, know, you get X number of people who come to an event, but PS, they leave departments back at their offices because they can't afford to send 20 people, right? How do we get the head of the department you know, to come to the conference and engage and do all the networking, but how do we engage the other 20 people that are still back at the office? They, sh- they should not have to be reliant on those one, two, three people to come back and debrief them. They should be able to participate in the conference as well. And
2: that's what yeah. we're trying to figure out. Or and and I, mean, I would add that, you know, we are primarily, this is primarily an in-person event. So right. uh, this, is, I mean, it, it is not, we're in no way saying that this is gonna be a, uh, you know, no. a, a virtual event, but it's gonna have some hybrid and virtual components that are unique. Um, and I, I think uh, we're we're kind of constructing them in a way that some, you know, key portions of the conference can be shared by everyone. Well, and and
0: I want to really make the point. We're not doing this just because we want to play around the technology or we think it's cool. At least I believe that everybody who owns, operates, services a building is going to need to understand how to integrate the online virtual world with the physical world. We hear about, you know, um, Zuckerberg building metaverse, right? He wants to create this whole new virtual world. I'm not sure I agree with that. But in the meantime, until we get to the metaverse, um, you know, we have to figure out how to bring that person who's in another office, not just on a screen and video conferencing on the wall, but, you know, teleportation, all these crazy new ideas, which, by the way, aren't new. To that plate and understand what a fastball looks like. Right?
2: That's how you move forward. I mean, yeah. you, you just got to keep trying. Just and, keep.
0: And... Well, in I mean, building. do you remember Denver last year at this time? Yeah, you know, it was eight o'clock in the morning at 759. We did not know if that platform was going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. that was truly horrid. That was truly. I don't <laughs> I don't know, Jim.
1: I tried to block that out because that was that
2: was, <laughs> that truly was probably one of the, one of the
0: worst moments of situation. my life. but guess yeah, what? it, really it worked. Was. It worked. And for two and a half three days, we sent more good streaming content into virtual rooms and studios. I mean, I don't even remember everything we did, but, Boy, did we learn a lot? And by you know, I think it was by Austin Howard, you know, we finally said, I think we know what we're doing. Maybe it's starting to make some sense.
2: <laughs> we're always pushing the envelope a little. We and, are and, and you know, there was always that moment of doubt. I don't care where it was. That moment of doubt, is this gonna work today? Right. Well, and just to be just to be clear for everybody, um, the day of the
0: conference, when you go to our website, realcom.com, on the left side, there will be streaming from RealCom Live. You know, non-stop speakers from the conference and then right to the right of it will be what Lisa explained is the virtual exhibit floor. So anybody who's on that exhibit floor will have a little button next to their name. You can read up about them, look at their profile, go visit their LinkedIn page. But if you want to talk to them, you're going to click a button. And if they've signed up for it, you go right into their booth and you're going to be talking to a representative uh, live via video conferencing sitting on that exhibit floor. We're pretty excited. Yeah, and let's see if anybody takes us up on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's keep going. Um, this is the floor plan, as we said, uh, smaller by design. Uh, something we think we can manage uh, with you know coming out of a pandemic. Um, we've got and, and P.S. You know, just a little learning point. We uh, believe you make good use of space and technology. So usually we set up a general session room, and we have to spend all sorts of money on the technology for three hours. Well, that's not good. I mean, just like no a, an office. Yeah. No efficiency. No. And so. Like an office owner would set up a use of a technology you know, that maybe only gets used a few hours a day. That's not good. So what we did was we set up um, three rooms as session rooms, all have beautiful technology in it. And for the opening session where we need more seats, we just roll back the walls. When the event's over, we close the walls and we have three nice rooms. That, my friends, is the perfect utilization and balance of real estate, space, and technology.
2: Kind of reminds me of what we did in Nashville with Nashville. the Shermerhorn, remember? That's right. With the what? Yeah. The Shermerhorn, yeah. where yes. we used it for the general session, and then all yeah. of the seats went down went into down. the basement on that automated robotic thing, you and you then and it I became a reception.
0: I phone. hope these things yeah. aren't lost on our audience, because, I mean, if, if, at first it's, oh, that's cool, but but if you think about office spaces, At pre-pandemic, 35% utilization, pandemic, less than 10% utilization. We've got to figure out how to use that space better and longer all day, all night long. That's That's the way we get out of this carbon mess. That's the way we get out of long commutes. That's the way we get out of wasted time and and all the expense of, as we wrote about a couple weeks ago, heating uh, and air conditioning buildings during a pandemic when nobody was in them, energy bills stayed the same. That makes no sense. Makes. We just have to reshuffle how we do things a little bit. And I think we can have high impact. All right. Uh, going back to the space, beautiful. Weston known for uh, health and wellness. They were uh, serving green smoothies 15 years ago, long before anybody. Uh, a lot of the spaces that we'll be meeting in will have open doors. You can go in and out have your meeting. And P.S. I'm seeing buildings in Manhattan, new designs now with patios all the way up the side of those buildings, terraces, plants, you know, people like to be outdoors. They like fresh air. And the fact that in our careers, we go into buildings for 35-year careers and we, uh, we're inside air conditioning, I think that's going to change. And, and we're trying to lead the way. try We don't know the answers. We're just trying to figure them out. Uh, and P.S., going back to this one, I've been lobbying at convention centers and hotels. I want the rear wall of every single one of our session rooms to show sunlight because it, it has been shown that sunlight's healthy and, and gets people energy. All right, um, Some beautiful outdoor spaces. Uh, we're going to, you know, people hold meetings, grab some clients or, uh, you know, a couple uh, of your peers and go out and have some conversations. All sorts of these are within two minute walks of where we're going to be. All right, um, let's hold there. We're going to when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about our COVID protocols. And just like we always do, we're not going to leave it at that. We're going to push the envelope. i making sure or trying to make sure that we have a very healthy environment for this event. So let's hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back. Boy, it is amazing to see uh, how our industry has changed 10 years, that last commercial. Um, I remember mm-hmm. coming back from Dubai on a plane 15 years ago and talking about conceptually what that would look like and here it is, we got full on mm-hmm. companies. Uh, Howard, you remember those those early trips when the PowerPoints where we were designing what that intelligent riser would look like and now oh, we see yeah. a commercial like that? Oh yeah, that's, you know, we that's, come that's, a long way. Come yeah. a long way, yeah. So let's go into COVID uh, and what we're doing to try to keep, uh, in addition to the facility and everything we've done so far, uh, our COVID health protocols will be proof of vaccination or negative tests. Uh, But being real calm and IBcon, we don't like to just stay at status quo. We're gonna go one more, uh, and this is actually a learning lesson that started in Denver. So Howard, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Tell us what the heck is going on with our COVID tech IAQ lab uh, and all the technologies we're bringing to actually use at the conference.
2: So Jim mentioned, uh, you know, we started this back in Denver uh, last year and uh, brought in a number of different um, COVID technologies to m- both as show and tell, but also to incorporate into our, into our, into our health screening and maintenance and IAQ protocols. Uh, so we're, we're continuing uh, with that this year. We have a number of different technologies uh, that we're both incorporating um, as part of our as part of our screening IAQ protocols and sanitization protocols, but also we'll be demonstrating these technologies. So, uh, you know, for instance, uh, when we'll be using a CrowdPass technology to actually manage the health screening, the vaccination, uh, and the uh, and the negative testing protocols. Uh, for the registration and pre-screening process. Um, and uh, also in that pre-screening process, we're going to be bringing in a, a technology that you might have seen last year called Symptom SymptomSense, uh, which actually is, a, uh, this is going to be a kiosk this year that measures temperature, blood oxygen level, respiration and heart rate, and uses an algorithm to determine if by chance you may not, you may be coming down with something. And it doesn't, we, it can't determine what it is. Uh, You know, whether it's a common cold or herpes, but it can tell you if you're if you're if you may be coming, if something may be wrong. Uh, And we'll be using that um, informally. uh, uh, So people have the option to take advantage of that. We're going to have bipolar ionization uh, uh, throughout the conference. uh, And that's going to be provided by Gallatin Air. We'll also be incorporating UVC robots, two, two flavors of UVC. Pulse UVC for actually sanitizing surfaces. That's the kind that's you, you can't have that around humans. You do it after hours. We're also going to be incorporating smaller UVC 222 units um, that act, actively sanitize even in the presence of humans. Um, we're going to have a kind of an interesting presentation uh, that's uh, being put on by car properties. They developed a suite of products, sensors, uh, uh, monitoring solutions, air purifications, and they've actually put together a complete system uh, with data uh, data flowing visualization from all of these sensors. And they've they 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 have actually created a platform uh, which we're going to implement throughout the conference floor. Uh, everyone will be able to see how it works and monitor uh, air quality. This this. Uh, this system actually has the ability to remove active microbes, including COVID. I I
0: read that I read that report a, a week or so ago from that Bio Three lab in Costa Mesa, way over my pay grade, but th- it is amazing what that little device does. Absolutely, yeah.
2: amazing. And uh, I mean, these are all going to be devices that are available again, demonstrating the technology, but actually incorporating it into our. Technology flow uh, for indoor air quality. Now, part of this, uh, we're going to set up a COVID tech lab. We're going to have about 10 technologies on display uh, during on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, for everybody to go in, speak to the uh, the principals in these companies, learn a little bit more about them, learn about the processes for incorporating them in their own uh, in your own organization. So. Um, I think that'll be, uh, uh, yeah. Know. And I
0: wanna I want
2: do a big shout out to Ilan
0: Zakhar and his team at Cara Properties. These guys are just hitting the pavement, working hard, gathering this stuff together, and willing to bring it all together and bring it to the conference to share with their peers in the community. So big shout out to Ilan. Yeah, they've been, the been working out. tirelessly
2: to, yeah, to, to really put happy. this together. And what you're gonna see from uh, what they've put together I, I think really represents really the next generation of thinking best practice, around best, indoor practice air quality. best practice, best A lot of people have put up units have put up little, you know, IAQ sensors and have put up these little cleaning units, but no one has cobbled together a full end to end system yeah. uh, that actively man that actively manages.
0: All right. We got to keep moving because we haven't even gotten the program yet. So let me just keep moving on our slides. Uh, I mentioned con we're having a golf tournament we're also hopefully going to have a surf competition or uh, if it's not a competition a little uh, a show It'll, uh, we've got one person committed so far and <laughs> hopefully we're going to find ourselves some more surfers. there's actually going to be a surf pool at the opening reception and and i'm not going to name his name in case he backs out but we're but hoping you know him but <laughs> so you know him yeah <laughs> and he knows how to surf <laughs> so
1: that might be the highlight say, of the conference yeah,
0: that may be the highlight <laughs> of the conference yeah. <laughs> the goal here too is to bring a little laughter a little smile you know laughing is good for you it's, it's healthy right we're we're hoping people leave here a little lighter than they came because it's been a, a tough couple of years all right um again we chose a resort uh over to the left is a Mace rich property a, an incredible stunning property Five-minute walk from the front door of the hotel, so at night people don't have to get in cars and race all over. These are nice quality restaurants, outdoor dining. It's just a wonderful place to go and me- walk and meander after the conference with clients and prospects and peers uh, to you know a little for a little late-night conversation. Okay, Howard, is, uh, let me start on pre-con and then you can take it. Uh, I'll I'll get us to uh, the middle of um, uh, day or the pre-con day and then you can take it from there. So uh, what we're calling our Health and Wellness Day, we've got a golf tournament. I think we're almost at 50, 55 golfers. That's the same as Nashville. This is a significantly smaller conference, and yet we still have the same number of golfers, which is a great thing. They're going to have a great time. We're also going to do uh, health and wellness. We've got pickleball. We've got yoga. We've got hiking. We've got swimming. We've got about six, seven different things. We're not sure people are going to take us up on it, but we're, it's there for uh, them if they want. Uh, and it, the whole idea is come early, enjoy the Phoenix uh, desert sun, uh, and, and hopefully leave the conference a little healthier than you got there. Uh, then uh, we uh, may or may not, we're not sure, have a Halloween reception. Uh, still working on that. But we start the, the pre-con day off of a huge important event, our cybersecurity forum. Uh, all the program has been helped put together by the Real Estate Cyber Consortium. It is the number one uh, commercial corporate real estate cyber forum in 2021 in 2020 this has been a premier forum for a number of years then we break for lunch then we go into a whole bunch of breakout uh private meetings and howard i'm going to turn it over to you
2: yeah uh we'll have um from uh, two to six in the afternoon we have our breakout our, our our breakout events our annual cio roundtable uh we've been doing that since 2004 we have an event for executive leadership ceo coo cfo caos uh, we also have something for smart building integrators, the folks that actually cobble together uh, smart buildings, master system integrators, MEPs, building facilities, engineers, getting together to figure out the next generation of smart buildings. And then our traditional intelligent building boot camp that we've been doing for the last nine years, which is smart buildings 101 for any organizations that are looking to embark on a, on a smart building project. Um, there, I can name the, the alumni list you know, includes Microsoft, GSA, Oracle, Coca Cola, Time Warner, many, many others. I got their start there, and then uh, we go into our welcome reception. And for our advisors, we have a special treat, a special event that evening. Um, then Wednesday is really day one of the conference. Start out with our general session. Uh, exhibit floors opened all day, um, and we'll have exhibits, as Lisa had mentioned, on in in the main exhibit floor on the foyer, going out to the. Going out to the terrace. There's going to be some great areas to um, uh, to actually meet and convene sessions. Um, smaller program, but by no means um, you know any still less huge. powerful
0: still still still. big. Be- yeah, and New. I don't mean to cut you off power, but we're going to run out of time. Just a couple notes on that program. We were uh, on a prep call with the opening session folks. We got four segments in the opening session. It, it is a serious conference. These are serious conversations. There are big changes coming and we have got some, some brains on that stage. I was exhausted after the phone call uh, this week, just talking about it. We only have that one segment, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. We were on an hour, we didn't even talk hit the tip of the iceberg. So mm-hmm. between that opening session and the program that you and your team have put together, the content again is through the roof. These are true thought leaders, no hype, no BS, These are people rolling up their sleeves trying to figure it out. I'm grateful for all those people who have helped you put together this year's program. Um, All right, let's keep going. Um, Real quick, we started hybrid in Denver last year. Uh, Then we went to Los Angeles, rented a studio, uh, learned a lot more. Then we did Austin, and then we finished up last two weeks ago in New York City. So we're bringing all of our hybrid experience to the event. We're going to be live from RealCom Live on the exhibit floor starting at the conference. And like I said, if you go to our website the day the conference starts, left side will be RealCom Live and the right side will be our virtual exhibit floor. All right, we're already over. Um, Lisa, (laughs) anything else? I mean, that's a half hour just I mean, we could have gone another half hour easily. Oh, exactly. Final thoughts about the conference? I know we missed a bunch. Final uh,
1: yeah, just just you know, um, Digi Awards again this year. Where we're where we are really recognizing those thought leaders and those guys, those those technologies and projects and individuals that are really pushing the envelope and doing some amazing things. Um, and um, we've we've just got a great you know a great show planned with a mm-hmm. lot of great solution providers representing some very um, you know some some very important technologies mm-hmm. so yeah. um, and i just
0: want i so want to do a there. shout out to all those sponsors and exhibitors who've been with us for years and unfortunately we had to say no this year we stopped selling the exhibit floor about 6 weeks ago yeah. we sold it out for a lot of reasons we wanted to keep the environment safe and healthy but we also wanted to keep the mix of end users and vendors a point where it was not overwhelmingly sponsored. So I just want to say mm-hmm. thank you to our sponsor community for being with us for so long and understanding. Yeah. And hopefully next year is a different situation. Howard, final mm-hmm. thoughts?
2: Um, I Just say on uh, on Wednesday we're going to traditionally do our smart building best practice showcase. So we're going to have some projects there from around the globe that, if you are you know if you are whether a student or you're planning a smart building project, campus, city, uh, district, some of the best. Uh, in you're going to have some of the best. Uh, uh, best-in-class there. Uh, just to be able to walk in and talk to these folks, uh, you can squeeze in a lot of education in a very short period of time. Yeah. So, And uh, I'll
0: uh, finish with, and uh, we got surprises that we're intentionally not telling you, uh, we're gonna continue to play around with this hybrid experience to have some fun, see if it works, and also to let everyone in on our experiment because it's gonna have an impact on office, on multifamily. Uh, on retail, this this is not going away. Real estate and technology are coming together from an experience standpoint, from an operations standpoint, from a transaction standpoint, and uh, we're excited to, to, to be able to offer this. So with that, Howard, Lisa and I are going to drop out. You're going to do very quick news and I'll come back and wrap the show.
2: Okay, happy to do it. Thanks, Jim. Um, so I have a couple of news tidbits for you this week. Um, uh, so it's been over two years since Microsoft started modernizing their East Campus in Puget Sound, and they've made some phenomenal projects. Here's a couple of fun facts: They completed more than a third of the geothermal wells from Thermal Energy Center. Forty-eight miles have installed so far. Campus underground parking garage, probably one of the biggest structures in the world, three million square feet spread over four levels. Central catering connected to every building on campus through a below ground service corridor spread, spanning a mile. They'll do four thousand meals every week. Uh, in the 140,000 square foot back of house area, three million pounds of concrete carpet recycled so far. You reusing uh, harvested rainwater and flush fixtures and low flow systems, it's saving over six million gallons of water annually. Uh, their Redmond Technology Station uh, bridge is connecting east and west campus, 1,100 feet long. Will serve thousands of people every day. And then, they, and and here's the fish story: they achieved salmon safe certification which means the whole campus has verified that their construction processes are protecting the aquatic series, uh, species in nearby waters. So if you're with us at RealCom, you're gonna hear a lot more about this incredible smart campus project from, from key Microsoft executives that made it happen. Uh, next, I wanna shout out to this week's tech partner, Real Foundations. So it takes a lot uh, of administrative and technical resources to effectively run, support your property RP, ERP, whether it's Yardi, MRI, JD Edwards, or others. You know, you got to do asset portfolio onboarding, user provisioning, deprovisioning, maintenance, system module upgrades, administration, workflow approvals, invoicing, payments processing, you got to do report consi- uh, reconciliation, scheduled tasks, automated report generation, end user training and process documentation. Now you can do this with in-house staffing, or sometimes the vendors will provide support, but the other option is use external managed service firms like Real Foundations a company that has the depth, breadth, and experience to handle global projects in all aspects of real estate operations and back-end functions. Thanks, Real Foundations, and, lit, and finally, uh, close up. VTS is in the news again with the acquisition of Toronto-based Lane Technologies for $200 million, according to The Wall Street Journal. This is one of the biggest deals in PropTech history, and with this deal, VTS is set to combine Lane and VTS Rise, in the world's largest office app firm, After closing, they'll be present in more than 1,400 buildings across the U.S. and Canada with major landlords like Brookfield, Oxford, Starwood, and RxR. So I'm going to close that down. Uh, That's it for me today. uh, And check out our weekly news briefing. We'll see you all next week.
0: All right. Um, Howard, I
2: apologize for the the
0: speed test, but uh, great job. (laughs) So... all of you, uh, try to get some sleep this week. Right, coming down to the wire about a million details. Great team, though. I'm confident we'll. Uh, everybody's going to do a great job. Wow. And next week, Lisa, you mentioned the digis a little bit. Um, next week, we are going to be um, actually talking about the Digi Awards, but specifically the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. In, in mm-hmm. 2020, yeah. we gave out 20, catching us up for the 20 years, and then. Um, Every year after that, we give out, and this is the award to somebody who is, I think the rule, we got a whole list of criteria, 20 years in the industry, failed, stood up, failed, stood up, shared, we have a whole bunch of criteria, but we're gonna have Don Goldstein, uh, president of uh, 5Q, Maureen Ehrenberg of Blue Sky, and Ted Malucci of Smart One. These are all past winners of the Lifetime Achievement Award, and they're gonna talk about what it is to have a career in this industry trying to use technology to make the built environment better. So I'm excited about that show. And uh, we are out of time. So we're going to go right to close. And uh, uh, I just appreciate both of you uh, being on today and for all you do. And uh, we'll see each other soon.
1: Thanks, Jim.
2: Thanks, Jim.
0: Be well, everybody. See you next week.